Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell with... Arlo, say... Rob? Oh. Beckett? Beckett. And? Josh? Oh. Widdicombe. <laughs> Widdicombe. Well done! He bottled it. Nah, he bottled it. Ed went. Yeah. Ed went on the Widdicombe, didn't it? It felt like, you know, like Son for Tottenham. He scored the other night against Palace, but mm. he just hadn't scored for eight games. He was getting in front of goal and he just then kept on passing it. He just sometimes just, that, that killer instinct goes. But Yeah, exactly. I'm sure this kid will get back in the game. But yeah, just, just didn't go for the Widdicombe, did it? Big name, hard to get out, but great Josh. Well, it doesn't really count for anything without the Widdicombe. Hi, Rob and Josh. <laughs> Long time listener here. This is my friend and fellow podcast listener, Charlotte, with a 22, my 22-month-old Arlo. Naturally, this was... Sorry, I'm confused. Sorry, who's calling in? This is Lisa from Newbury in West Berkshire. Right. But this is her friend, Charlotte, who's looking after her 22-month-old Arlo when the recording takes place, presumably. Right, OK, so her friend's... OK, her friend got her to... Yeah, OK, they both listen. The friend got her to do it, and it's the mum emailing in. Yeah. OK. Naturally, this was four months ago, and I now have a two-month-old baby girl as well. Ooh. It was just taken me a while to get around to sending it in. See you at the O2 in April. Lisa from Newbury in West Berkshire. She's going to be going to the O2 with a... Well, she'll be leaving a six-month-old. That'll be one of her first nights out, Rob, won't it? I think that'll be one of the things that we do, not to give away too much. We're yeah. definitely going to be finding out who's got the oldest and youngest kids. Yeah. yeah. That always works well in the preview shows we did. Newbury, yes, West Berkshire. Speaking as the Newbury New Comedian of the Year 2009, won that. Oh. Won that yeah, I've been there. Where, the, where this journey began. Yeah, so I'd say, you know, as the Newbury Best New Comedian of the Year, you know, obviously I've, I've been to Newbury once. For the competition, uh, one-nighter. Yeah. Um, it was great to represent the area. Yeah, of course, of course. Never been back. You must have done Newbury on tour, haven't you, Rob? No, uh, not really. You sort of get to Reading and go, and you think, why shall I carry on? Oh, I'll just do the Reading Hex, the re- the old Hex. Reading Hex or Swindon. If you're in Newbury, you've got to make the choice. Yeah. It's the old Newbury choice. You're going Swindon or Reading. Did you beat any big names? Any now big names? Was it, was it a star-studded final? I can't remember. Newbury New Comedian Award. 
I haven't won many awards since. No. I haven't won an award in a decade. I top-loaded my awards in my career. They were all quite early on. Oh, 2009, 2010, you couldn't stop me. I was like, Leicester City. And then it all fell apart. I got broken down and sold for parts all around the comedy industry. I don't know who was in my final, actually. No. That was my market employer. I basically entered every competition. And then I was just like, he's won everything. I even did an outside-the-box new comedian of the year. And basically, there was only one night. There was only about six of us, and I won that as well. And that went on my little poster. Oh, Rob. Amuse Moose won that. So you think you're funny, got fucking stitched up in the final, mate. Oh, I, I absolutely deserved to not get placed in the my final. Absolutely destroyed. No, I think I deserved to won, actually, to be fair. Did you? Yeah, yeah. You've got to think that, haven't you? <laughs> right, so. Right, Cody. So what are we talking about? How are you? Good? Uh, yeah, we're talking about you, aren't we? We've gone through my Christmas in the park, and we now move on, Rob, to the Beckett post-Christmas extravaganza. Yes, so it's my birthday, 2nd of Jan. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. How old are you now, Rob? 37? 37 years of age. Strange age, isn't it? It's sort of... It is an old one, isn't it? It's sort of not old enough to sort of really submit to, like, being an old man. Yes. And I could probably get away with ripped skinny jeans... Yeah. ...to a point, but not really... Yeah. So I don't really know what to wear at this age. I don't think ripped skinny jeans is your look, Rob. No, no, not at all. I don't even. I don't You're not think... Joel Demet. No, but I don't think I should. But he's my age. Yeah, he is your age. And he could wear it. Yeah, but just because you're the same age as Joel Domit. I saw Joel Domit lifting something yesterday mm. on Instagram. Yeah. He is so strong. He's living a different life to me and you, Rob. Even if you go Gary Barlow, you're not going to be lifting like Joel. No, Joel Domit is... Joel Domit, I dropped off once after a gig at 1am and he went, oh, don't drop me from my house. Drop me off at the Pulse gym. Oh, my He went to a 24-hour gym at 1am. I just bought a pepperami and a double cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like shit. And you know what? Hard work does pay off. Because he looks great. He looks great. So, Rob, tell me about your life as you moved from 36 to 37. Well, so basically, you're going to laugh at this because you always have too many holidays. We went to Tenerife again. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Here he is, Judith Chalmers. Right. We went to Tenerife. Oh, my word. It was my mum and dad came as well. It was their Christmas present. Yeah. So they came to Tenerife. Are you legally allowed in the UK for more than 90 days, Rob? (laughs) Do you know what? I want to address this because I get a bit defensive when you say I have too many holidays because you're right. Yeah. I do. (laughs) That's how you're addressing it. You're right. I do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to address this. You're right. I'm like the anti-politician. I'm on it. Yeah, do you know what? You're, you're right. It's a fair cop. Do you know what? I find this a refreshing, Rob. Most people would try and defend themselves, but no. That's the beauty of Beckett. So what, what I've done, like last year, I worked so much. It was insane. Like I was off to Australia. I was in Exeter for a month. It was mental. And then I had blocked off time off with Lou and the girls. And what we did was go, I was basically working too much. And I thought, well, let's just book a holiday. And then we've got definite time together yeah so then i'd book the holiday and then i'd go oh i better get enough some more working because obviously holidays cost money yeah and then i'd get more working to pay for all the holidays and then i'd go fucking hell, i need a holiday and then i'd book another <laughs> holiday and then i go Fuck, i need to get a bit more i, I tell you what, let's say yes to that because i need to because it's expect holidays and then i'll be in a vicious cycle you're in a holiday loop i'm in a holiday loop of like and then what happens is i work so much i get in the holiday and all i do on the holiday is basically 
sleep and recover, <laughs> and then I'm back at work again. And then you miss your holiday. <laughs> exactly. You need another and, holiday. And it was a bit of post-COVID like reaction that we hadn't been on holiday for two yeah. years. We booked loads, and then because they messed up the holiday before, then we ended up having vouchers to spend because yeah. of the cancelled flights and stuff like that. It's like next year. We're going to probably go away in the summer and that'll yeah. probably be it. But no, we're not going away at least for another six, seven months. Because I've just realised what, what my family need more than anything and what I need is stability yeah. and routine and structure. Go to the park every morning, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> no, maybe not that much. Maybe <laughs> you need a bit of me and I need a bit of you. <laughs> exactly. That's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> because if I went to the park for seven days in a row, I'd have a full breakdown. Okay? <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't far off. And I think if you had as many holidays as me, you'd have one as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just too much. So that's our new year, new us is yeah. just slow down, do less, less is more. But everything was so like, well, doing this, let's do that. And we're sort of calming it down a little bit. And, and the holiday was good, but there was a couple of problems with the holiday, yeah. Josh. Oh, no. We were all ill. Oh. I was so ill. And it wasn't COVID. I did the test. And then I just had this flu thing. And I just sort of slept for the first few days. Then towards the end of the holiday, my mum got ill. She went down to the pharmacy to get some Lemsip, ended up in the doctor's on a breathing machine. What? <laughs> like a little oxygen one because she couldn't oh catch a breath. God. Right? And she's got bad knees. She's on a mobility scooter as well, right? It looked like it was up, it was up Benadol. Yeah. I've been on those breathing machines because of my asthma. Yeah. It's quite intense when they put you on one of them. That Wow. Wait, and then she messaged me going, I'm on a breathing machine and they're doing a COVID test. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she wasn't well. My dad obviously burnt his nose. Burnt his nose on the kettle steam. When he sniffed the kettle. So poor Lou was the only one that wasn't ill. Then my youngest daughter, a five-year-old, got really ill on New Year's Eve. We had to call out an emergency doctor at seven o'clock New Year's Eve. And she was coughing. She had a really high temperature. She has this rash all over her face. We thought it was strep A. It was awful. I, don't, I think she's just got that illness everyone's had. Yeah. And then the kids didn't get their flu jabs at school. Yeah. So Lou's the only one who didn't get ill. Lou got a flu jab because she's on these immunosuppressant things. She got a flu jab. The kids didn't get a flu jab. And then the youngest has been really ill with this thing. But then the doctor gave us loads of like antibiotics and stuff like that. But then I got the antibiotics at like eight o'clock on New Year's Eve. And I was like, oh, where do I go to get this? She went, oh, there's a pharmacy opposite the hotel. I run there. And as I'm getting there, like the shutters are coming down. It's 8 p.m. It shuts at 8 p.m. And I'm oh like, my God. bambino, antibiotico. <laughs> bambino, bambino. <laughs> And I'm doing like a little praying thing. <laughs> I'm like, Bambino, por favor, Bambino, antibiotico. Like a kind of continental footballer who's about to be sent off, pleading with the referee. Yeah, emoxicilli, antihistaminurofenio, calpino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like begging her like that at the thing. Anyway, so she, she's like, no, no. And basically, what? right. What? She didn't win her over? No. So she said, no. She dead inside. She was like, Tosca says a name of another pharmacy, right? I look at it, 20 minute walk. Right, I'll get a cab. No cabs. It's New Year's Eve. Massive queues. So now I'm walking for 20 minutes to try and get the antibiotics. I'm still ill, right, at this point. And as I'm walking there, I'm thinking, I've been ill for about 10 days. Like, awful. Just keep passing out with tiredness. Not COVID, this flu thing that everyone's had. I feel better now. I thought I was better. I started walking and I'm wearing my trousers because you have to wear long trousers in the restaurants because yeah. I think Tenerife. Can I say something about Tenerife, Josh? You can say whatever you want. 
I think it might be my last visit there. It's a beautiful island. Mm. But some of the people there are fucking disgusting. <laughs> and are these British people? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'll just check. Always. Just check. Oh, oh, yeah. I fucking... <laughs> Imagine if I just sort of started a tirade on just a race of people. <laughs> it was full of them. Who? The Brits. Don't panic. <laughs> And now I'm walking through on New Year's Eve, probably the roughest bit of Tenerife. And Tenerife, you've not seen anything like Tenerife. It's almost like Gotham City, Tenerife. You can be in the most beautiful bit, the most expensive hotel you've ever seen. And then all of a sudden you're in a corner. There's people around bins with it all on fire trying to rob you. I saw where you spent your last New Year's Eve, Rob. I saw the picture. Exactly. I was outside Tony fucking Roma again. I had to go past Tony Roma to go to the pharmacy. Anyway, so I'm getting there. Loads of people are shouting at me. Goes Rob Beck. I'm like, hello, right? Like, it's all like. Anyway, it's a 20 minute walk. Then I walk 20 minutes back. And as I'm walking, I'm thinking, why didn't I go to a doctor and get some antibiotics? I've just been ill. Yeah. On paracetamol. I just forgot that I could go to a doctor. Anyway, that's you know me overworking myself as well, which is yeah. what's done all this. Anyway, I walk there 20 minutes. Walk there 20 minutes back. Give them the antibiotics. And so she's feeling a bit better, but she was so ill. And then she couldn't go swimming, Yeah, obviously, because she got an ear... Basically, she had eardrops, she had antihistamines for the rash. She had the oxymoxicillin thing in case it was strep A. Oh Bless her. God. So she like, And then she was just sort of refusing to have all the medicine and stuff. And then her older sister was getting to go and do fun things. Oh, She no. couldn't do... And this hotel, right, the GF Victoria, I'm going to name it because I won't go back. There's slides, right, yep. that are fine for kids my height. And also there's a climbing tree thing, like a small version of a go ape, right? Yeah. But really small. And you're not allowed to go on the top level unless you're one metre 20, right? And this thing, it's got a net round it. It's really easy. What is one metre 20? Is that... My my seven-year-old is still a bit under one. Right, it's sort okay. of eight-year-old, basically. Okay, yeah. Or if you've got a tall seven-year-old, might get yeah. on it. But they let her go on it because she was borderline. Yeah. So this is this tree house thing, like go ape thing. And you, if you want to go on the high beat, you've got to be one metre 20. So the youngest who's been ill, can't go in the pool, isn't allowed on the top bit. Oh she God. can easily do it. Yeah. I've took a rock climbing. Yeah, of course, on her yesterday. She's not allowed on it. And there's no bending the rules. And she's like, no, like that. And then oh, the slides, they're not allowed to go on it because it's one metre 20. Oh, no. And the tree climbing thing, they're allowed on it once a day. What? Once a day. What is this, a prison? I know. Once a day they're allowed on it. And then... Basically, as the week goes on, because obviously it was a bit more expensive to stay there um, over Christmas and New Year, because it's sort of peak time. But mm. the later we stayed there, like, there were some rough people in the hotel. I mean, most people in the hotel were lovely. Yeah. But then a few roughs turned up. There was a fight around the pool, Josh. There was a fight around the pool? There was a fight. There was a fight around the pool. Oh, my God. There was a fight around the pool. There was a fight? And I think it was two brothers... Right? Mm. And I think there must have been about 17, 18. But they had a fight, proper, like, stand up. You could hear them screaming. Oh, my God. Like, right, left, right, punching each other oh in the face. Oh, my God. At one point, one fell over and the other one picked up a table and smashed it across his Whoa! back. And then the, a, a sunbed got pushed in the pool and all the kids are, like, running out the pool. Yeah. And I can hear it from the balcony. It's all kicking off. And then, like, they're all shouting at each other. And then after the fight, they sit down, shook hands and started sunbathing. <laughs> Amazing. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. 
The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And what did your kids do during that? They were on the balcony. I mean, and it was sort of like, oh, isn't that sort of funny? Because you're away from it. But it would have been really yeah. terrifying yeah, 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 if you were course. near it for the kids. And dangerous because like, a sunbed flew into the, the water. Fucking hell, Rob. When I went for a walk to get to the pharmacy through like the rougher bit, yeah. I saw a four-year-old boy in Fendi sunglasses, a Fendi polo shirt, Fendi shorts, Fendi sandals and a Rolex with slick back hair. <laughs> I was terrified of him. Yeah, I bet he could sort you out some uh, under-the-counter medicine, Rob. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, and, and I'm not a snob. I used to go Benidorm on holiday yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. I've been all to different places, but there was just an air of just carnage. Wow. The hotel was lovely, though. Most of the people in the hotel, the rougher people were out further down the strip, and it was only this one sort of incident in the hotel with the fight around the pool. Yeah. But it's sort of enough to sort of put you off it a little bit. And what did you do for your new year? Well, new year was a trip to the pharmacy. Oh, yeah, Till 9pm. And then I came back, felt rough, had a bit of a buffet dinner, and I went to bed. Oh, Rob. And then Lou stayed out because some of our friends had booked the hotel coincidentally. So Lou yeah. stayed out with them and had a night out. And I was in bed by nine. You're in bed by nine? I was watching oh, Eckhart Tolle videos about mindfulness. I, was, I quite enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, nice. It's quite, quite nice. But then my daughter, the next few days, was just so ill. Oh, Rob. And she didn't want to do oh, her medicine. And she girl. kept on screaming and crying. And then, Oh, there's nothing worse. Well, not, but like, when your child doesn't want to take the medicine, it's so difficult to be like... I know. The nan and granddad came, my mum and dad. And at the beginning of the week, they were spending time with them, loving them. And we were just like popping off to like get a bit of time around the pool, laying in the beach. And my mum and dad would take them up. Yeah, have a little fight by the pool. <laughs> just quick, quick straightener. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mum and dad were taken, but then she didn't want to be left. Yeah. And then we and Lou were going to go out for my birthday meal on the second. And then she just refused to be left for my mum and dad and was screaming oh. and crying and wanted a parrot toy. And, and it was just, it was oh. a bit hard work. And it was just, oh. when a kid can't go swimming on holiday and they're on, a kid unwell anywhere. And it just made me realise a bit as well. I think there's a reason for this. This isn't like bad luck. This is a family and Lou has had to sacrifice so much yeah. for how busy I've been. And I'm sacrificing a lot by being that busy because it's yeah. good for the family. But the work-life balance in the Beckett house is totally fucked at the moment. But I think that's, I think once you identify that, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think also you really swung one way just at the start of lockdown. Yeah. And then you swung the other way where there's like no bit where you're not either really extreme relaxo on holiday or extreme work nothing yes yeah it's all or nothing you're like someone who works on a rig well yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and I, obviously, I'm saying this from a very fortunate position. Yeah, of where, course. Yeah, you know, yeah. I earn decent money and everyone's happy and healthy most of the time. You know, everyone gets coughs and colds. <laughs> Except on New Year's Eve. Yeah, but I've got a fucking burnt nose. She's on a breathing <laughs> machine and we're all ill. Everyone's happy, but none of them are healthy. <laughs> No, no, we're fucked. We're all fucked. It was a great holiday. It was lovely spending time with the kids, my mum and dad and stuff. But like the last couple of days were difficult because everyone got really ill. But it's not like there's, there's a reason for that. And, but like, I think as well, when you are self-employed and you do work freelance, your life is a bit like that. It's just about managing it more. Yeah. And I can work a little bit less and have le- and less holidays. And It's basically that Living Danishly book Yeah. where... Just have less stuff, and then you won't have to work as much. You won't have to put much pressure on yourself. And I'll and it's the curse of freelance as well. Like, um, yeah, you feel like you feel like if you ever turn down work, that you're losing that money. But you shouldn't feel like you're losing that money because you never had it in the first place. Yes, if that makes sense. Exactly, and I think because. Some of the stuff I get to do is fun. Yeah. Like, you know, my job is fun. Like, I'm in Vegas for a week with Romesh. That's the problem. You know, it's, I feel guilty that when I get back, I'm like, right, I've got to make sure Lou and the girls are having fun. But actually, if we were just all in the house and just woke up slowly on a Saturday and went, oh, should we go down Whitstable for the day? And, but like, yeah. I'm basically structuring my free time and my family time the same way as I'm yeah. booking in a tour. Yeah, where it yeah. is like a press tour. Where it's like, you know, it's like basically my kids are dragged around like they're, they're doing promo for something. Like, okay, we're going to be in Tenerife then. Then we're going to do a boat trip. Then we're going to... It's actually less is more. And then you get better quality time when you're a bit bored and you're floating around together and stuff like that. And I think it was a bit yeah. of a realisation when we were away and sort of how tired and stuff we were getting. But it was good to acknowledge it. Totally. Like and I'm not like, there was no sort of breakdown or no, like, no, we've no, had a good but, time but I was like this is very intense and it's very tiring but we just need a bit of stability and calm and less is more where sometimes you sort of are told got to do this got to do that and you know I'm very susceptible to marketing you know you watch I'm a celebrity and all of a sudden there'll be an advert going get away on holiday and I'll be half pissed go yeah let's book that <laughs> the amount of book it that I've got to stop booking holidays and shopping pissed that's got to be my first port of call. <laughs> well, the other thing, Rob, is yeah. it's too easy to go the other way. And before you know it, you spent seven days in the park. So, you know, exactly. there's a middle ground. Shall I tell you about my new year? Yeah, tell me about your new year. And then I've got a few kid arguments I can talk you through oh, from yeah. the holiday. So we had some people around with kids. Yeah. My daughter stayed up till midnight, Rob. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Did she enjoy it? Well, Rose was mainly in charge of her by that point because I'd, I'd had a few drinks. Sure, okay. Yeah, but she and her friends, her friend, her like one of her best friends, or maybe her best friend, <laughs> her friend. Do you have a best friend? What, do I have a best friend? Well, the way you're talking about it, like best friend's a thing. It is a thing, yeah. It's not a thing. No one's got a best friend. Do you know who my best friend is, Rob? My wife. Do you know who my best friend is? Me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be a best friend to yourself before anyone else. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because actually I, I see myself as an enemy. Obviously your wife is like almost more than a best friend, like a soulmate. It's a different level. But I don't believe in the best friend thing. I think it's quite toxic. No. To go, you're my bestie. Yeah, and all you that. are and then, right. You are right. And then all names yeah. for it. I'm just like, friends come and go. You'll be here. Don't worry about it. Because whenever my daughter gets home from school, I have a league table of her friends and I say, is this still remains the same? Do you want to move anyone yeah. up or down every day? Because if not, if they're not putting the shift in, they shouldn't yeah. be invited to your next party. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, let's eliminate them one by one like a reality TV show. Yeah, you don't need anyone but yourself. Yeah, Exactly. And she's a strong, independent woman. Um, so her and her friend, 
they her friend had just come back from a family Christmas visiting relatives in Colorado in America. Ooh. So her friend was on US time. Oh, that's a cool friend. She should be the best friend. She's yeah. American. She's cool. Yeah. Well, no, she's not American, but she's got relatives yeah, in America. Yeah, that's, that's American. She's American. In that school, she's an American. Yeah. Basically now. Obviously, she was on American time. So yeah. she absolutely walked it getting to 12. But my daughter yeah. by that point was going absolutely insane. And when my <laughs> wife put her to bed, yeah. my daughter was apparently genuinely talking gibberish. <laughs> And then didn't sleep in as late as I'd hoped. <laughs> she only slept in till 8.30. I was thinking 11. No. Come on. They just can't do it. No, they don't, they don't do it. They will when they're teenagers, though. That's got to be mental, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you look at, like, how much you get done by... So, like, now, it's like... Well, we're recording this. It's 20 to 12. Yeah. I've been up early and dropped... Well, Lou dropped the kids off at school. The other one's off school still. She's not well. But that's panicky. If your kid's actually unwell the first day of school in January, everyone just assumes you've gone away oh, yeah. in school time. So, luckily, we dragged the other one in. Yeah. To, to prove that we were... We've not been naughty. Yeah. Yeah, so we thought you'll have done that. School got up. I've done a few emails. I've done, this will be the second episode of this show. And imagine if your child's still in bed asleep. Oh, my word. You will start to hate them, won't you? Yeah, of course. You'll be very jealous. And then they'll get up and they'll complain about something. You'd get up, you lazy fuck. Bucket of water on their head. Oh. I mean, you can't do that. Have you ever had a bucket of water chucked on you in bed? Uh, no, I haven't, no. Neither have I. I've heard of it and it's mental. Yeah, I just don't think I, I don't think I'd do that. I don't think... If my child is asleep during the summer holidays, well, at the moment, Rob, I suppose the idea of your child being asleep till 11am seems so insanely good. I'm sure it will go the other way. But at the moment, I can't imagine being annoyed by that. Maybe it's because we have a little bit more control over when we get up and go work, really, because yeah. we're self-employed. It might be different if you're on yeah. like early shifts. It's quite You get quite resentful. There's going to come a point when we have to start setting our alarms again. Like, oh, I might get a new one for the occasion. I might get one of them ones. Uh, treat yourself. Do you know what I've always been really jealous of? Because I never had it before, kids. An alarm clock radio. No, the one that wakes you up with light gradually. Oh, but like a grow clock. No, but you know that ones that like they're for adults, but they're like, it fills your room with daylight kind of light. Right, yeah, yeah, nice. But gradually from like 7am it will start and then it gets to like 8 o'clock and it's bright light, but you're like... Oh, I've woken up like it's dawn. Yeah. Does that, do they work? What about a tease maid? What's a tease maid? Do you remember a tease maid? So this was a thing, I don't remember anyone who actually had one, that would make a cup of tea on the timer so that when you woke up, the tea was there. <gasps> I've got a coffee machine, one of them. Have you? But I've never been able to use it because everyone's always up before. Oh. So it's happened before where I've done it and set it for like 7am and they're like, yeah. I'll come downstairs at six with the kids. And then go up for a shower about half seven and go, why is there a cold cup of coffee on the side? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my alarm. <laughs> it's really cool. Blue got it for me for my birthday present one. It's quite swanky. I think you'd love it. It's proper wanker. Oh, thanks, coffee. mate. What's that? <laughs> thanks. What? I didn't call you a wanker. I think you'd love it. It's proper wanker. It's close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you don't drink coffee, do you? No, I can't. Have a look at that. Oh, my word. Look at that. That's a an absolute Only an absolute prick would like it. You'd love it. So it's cool, isn't it? And it's yeah. like, it sits by oh. you and then you just put a little bit of water in there and it makes a coffee. Looks like you're doing a science experiment. Yeah. I might sort of fire that back up, actually. The new me, the new stable me with a bit of time. New you. Let's new do me. it. Um, so any other things from the New Year's Eve? Was So there was about 12, 13 adults. 
Yeah. In your house. You love a host, man. Do you not get tired of hosting by the end of the festive period? Rose does more than I do. Right, okay. Rose was not in a good mood on New Year's Day. <laughs> Rose, oh, I, I, I am going to tell this story, actually. Hmm. Rose on New Year's Eve, yeah. she went to her friend's 40th. Okay. This is so out of character for Rose, Rob. Will she come back sober? Oh, like, no, she didn't, Rob. She did I'm a bit scared of Rose, actually. Are you? Well, this... Sort of... I think I'd be scared if I upset her. Like, that's why sometimes after a call, I go, oh, Rose, don't mind I said that. Yeah, I'm quite scared of her. Yeah. No, don't worry about that. Well, you could say what you want about this. Has she ever just lost her shit at you and just screamed at you? Oh, what? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, what was it like? Did you cower? What was it like? Water off a duck's back by this point. But, um... <laughs> I know, but at the start, you just take it like a little naughty schoolboy. Well, as you know, I hate conflict. Yeah. So I just crumble like a house of cards. Yeah. So, the night before New Year's Eve, Rose went out on the lash, mate's 40th. The 30th, yeah. Booked yeah. her car for 10pm. Okay. I texted her at 10.15, because Rose's cousin was staying, so we stayed up and watched the football, and we got quite pissed together. Oh, that's fun. That was nice, yeah. And then, texted Rose at 10.15, she didn't reply, I thought she's definitely put her car back. There's no doubt that she's put her car back. Yeah. 11 o'clock, she texts me to say she's just got in the car, so she's put the car sure. back, yeah. And then she turns up straight into the kitchen to wash her coat. In the car, Rob, she had been sick. She Rather than making a scene in the car and making him pull over, yeah. she yeah. had a big coat on. She was just sick down the sleeve. Oh, that's so horrible. So she just opened up her sleeve. And then that was it. And she just came in and she had sick down her sleeve. Last 15 minutes of the car journey, she just sat there, having been sick down her sleeve. And then New Year's Eve... She was yeah. not in the mood for a party. No. no she no, was no. not in the mood to host. And so it took her a while to get into the swing of it. She described it as like the second day at Glastonbury. That kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, you can't pressure those people. You just let them just have a little drink in yeah. their own pace yeah. and get back into it. I thought you stopped drinking, you, t- you, you Ed. Uh, I drank again from the wedding I went to to New Year's Eve and now I'm back on the wagon. Oh, okay, fair enough. So the party was fine. The kids loved it. Did I ever tell you when I was sick on my front door in my old flat? I felt sick in a cab. Yeah. I got out and then uh, was sick on the door. Yeah. And then I knocked and then Lou let me in. And then yeah. I had to pour a boiling kettle over the front door oh, and on the, on the front of the house. Yeah. And I've told you the time I got out of a cab because I was going to be sick. No. It was really busy traffic and I thought, I'm just going to walk the last 20 minutes because I feel so rough. Yeah. Got out, started walking ahead and then found a skip and I was sick in the skip. Because I was really gone well. Yeah, you shouldn't use someone else's skip, but fair enough. And then the traffic crawled along. Oh, no. Same cab driver saw me being sick. Oh, God. Oh, God. And he went, you're, you're all right? I went, yeah. Yep, as soon as I finish being sick of a skip, I'll be fine. <laughs> I always do this when I've had a great night. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, at least she enjoyed herself. Yeah. But she was a bit more slow going than the rest of the guys. Yeah, New Year's Eve was a lot of fun. So Ivo Graham came around with his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. On the day, two Amazon parcels arrived in my house addressed to Ivo Graham. Because he knew he was going to be there, so he just got it delivered to your house? Yeah. That's good planning. Is that acceptable? Is that allowed? Try and guess what Ivo then did at the party from what was in the parcels. I'd assume they may have been like something that he needed at your house. So maybe like a gift for you and Rose or maybe something for his daughter that he didn't have, like a pair of shoes or socks or some clothing. Yeah, so that that would be nice. So it was a a black bob wig. Yep. And 12 chalkboards with chalk. Okay. Is he going to run a game? Yes. What was the game? Uh, black bob. Is it Winkies Link? It was the Traitors. 
Oh, because he was doing Claudia Winkleman with a black wig. He yeah. was doing Claudia Winkleman in The Traitors. Sure. He ran a game of The Traitors that I would say doesn't have the same tension when there's not £100,000 at stake. And yeah, so did it work or not work? Well, I worry. I think that it needs fine-tuning as a party game. I think the problem with that game is it's only really enjoyable for Ivo because he knows who's who. Yeah, basically what happened was it's very difficult to spot the traitors because there's not enough happening during the day. So you're just going back in and you're just all just having a chat and then you just blindly accuse someone and it's not them and it, there's right. literally no evidence to go on. But do write in if you've tried to play the traitors and it worked out well or badly. Or don't write in. <laughs> Worst party game you've ever played, that'd be another one. Just write in. <laughs> just keep writing in. <laughs> or really good ones. Or have you ever had anything delivered to somebody else's house? <laughs> Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Do you want some more uh, Tales from Tenerife? Tales from Tenerife, yeah. Michael, put a kind of a Spanish uh, guitar underneath this. <laughs> no, d- please don't, because I'm going to talk about a drunk Geordie at Burger King. <laughs> A couple of things which were stressful was obviously my youngest, because she had needed eardrops, wasn't allowed to go swimming and wasn't really well enough. So we used to go, there was like a kids club, but the kids club was a bit strange. Was, I've been to better kids clubs at different yeah. hotels. They didn't want to go in the kids. It wasn't that welcoming. So I was like, fine. But there was a big area that had like pedal cars and a climbing frame and a colour and in station. Nice. And I was like, oh, I'll just take her there then during the day to get her out the sun. And that we were allowed in there like supervising them. But then like when the kids club shut for an hour for lunch, we had to get out. We couldn't just sit in there with them, watching them. And it was like smaller than like a play area they have in like a shopping centre without anyone watching. And I'm like, I understand if like no unaccompanied kids, but I'm like, yeah. I'm in here with my kids. Can't I just, there's nothing to steal or take. It's like massive equipment and it's in the middle of a hotel. <laughs> so I had to get out. And then I saw them taking, they, on a, one of the days, they take the kids to the swimming pool. All the kids had big like high-vis tabards on and then like this rope with wrist straps on their hands and they were marched through like prisoners going to do hard labor oh my word that was horrible oh my god they was going do you want to come to the kids club kids to my kids are like, no <laughs> fuck off <laughs> no i don't <laughs> when they take the kids out at my nursery at my son's nursery yeah they've got like a basically <laughs> i passed them in the street when i was going to pick him up they've basically got a massive kind of what would you describe it as? Like a trailer. A trailer. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. That looks fun. And it's just full of little kids. It's amazing. I don't think they need a tabard and to be chained together. Yeah. Also, they were chained together. If one kid run into the road, they've all gone. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I think it's more dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking mental. 
other things that happened. Um, so it was difficult. The older kid kept on feeling left out because my youngest was getting all the attention because she was unwell. And how much, can I just ask a question on that? Yeah. How much did you have to like tell your older kid to rein it in on how much fun she was having when she was going out and stuff? Do you know what well, I mean? Well, so... A prime example, I took the eldest swimming and then the youngest went on the tree climbing thing but was really upset having ice cream because they wouldn't let it go on that top level yeah. where you can um, go down on a uh, zip wire thing. Yeah. A zip wire, I'd say, is probably as big as the one you have in your local park that's just there. Yeah. But no, you've got to have a helmet yeah. on and the 1.2 metre rule, okay? So anyway, they told... And they're near enough the same height. She's so tall, my youngest. She weren't allowed to go on it. My eldest got on there was allowed to go on it so now my youngest is sat watching her sister who's not unwell she's fine being able to climb on this big treehouse thing the only thing that she could do that wasn't in water and was allowed to go on the top level and go onto the zip line and quite rightly she's annoyed because they're not far off height and they know they always do the same things together because she can just do it all we've been go ape and stuff like so now she's distraught and you're trying to explain to her. And then they were crying and getting upset. And oh she was refusing. God. And then she had to have eardrops in both ears. She used to have some Nurofen on a syringe. Oh, man. One squirt of that. She needed two squirts of the antibiotics. And then another one squirt of this antihistamine for her rash. The poor thing was getting absolutely pumped. Oh, full of stuff. Left, right and centre every morning, every night. And she moaned every morning. Me and Lou had to take paracetamol on the day we left in the morning. Just because our headaches were so bad. Because <laughs> of the screaming. And on the way out because my mum and dad came like that and you know they were really helpful with the kids at the start of the week but by the end of the week they were ill and my kids didn't even want to be with them because they were being all clingy and then on the way out my eldest sat between my mum and dad on one row and then my youngest sat between me and Lou on the other row so then on the way back the youngest was supposed to sit with the nan and granddad and then the eldest would sit with us but obviously she's ill wants to sit with her mum, which is understandable. And she's hot and we want to make sure she's sleeping all right and blah, blah, blah. So she's crying. And then the oldest is crying because, no, you said I could sleep there. And then I'm trying to explain, yeah, but she's not. And then we negotiated that it was going to be like, Lou could sit with both of them in the middle and they're over there. And I, So now I'm sat next to my dad and my mum on an easy jet. They're not a big seats, are they? <laughs> and I'm cramped in like that, right? So they're arguing over that. And then because the older kid keeps feeling left out and it's just, it was just a constant crying oh my god but we just wanted to get home by the end of it oh rob well welcome home it was it was the weather in tenerife is unbelievable to be fair and if you get the right hotel yeah it's great but it's a bit of a lottery certain parts of tenerife are like hell yeah like the certain rougher bits are hell i'd say burger king tenerife airport is the arsehole of that burger king tenerife is where people if they get thrown out of hell because they're too awful they get put in the queue there (laughs) and also there's normal people there as well so not everyone's like that but there's dotted around i was waiting for burger king which is not a great point in your life you still feel a bit rough your kids are real i'm waiting there it's a 20 minute wait and i'm just stood there and there was a Geordie bloke in the queue that was a little fella bright red face bit pissed still I think he shouted at me here Rob Beckett what you doing here so loud that if I'd said that to Lou everyone in the airport would have turned around and I think a bigger man would have come over and said to me you can't talk to women like that (laughs) it was so loud it stopped the workers in Burger King Like when someone walks into a bar in a western and it all just oh, stops. Pardon? Oh wow. What are you doing here, man? <laughs> I went, oh I'm just kidding, it's a Burger King, mate. Oh hey man! And then it went a bit quiet for a bit and then everyone sort of settled down because it was like 
it wasn't like, oh, there's a bloke off the telly over there. It was like, who's the man shouting? <laughs> What's happening now? And then anyway, then he went, it went quiet for a bit. And then someone came over and went, oh, can I get a picture? I was like, yeah, cool. No worries, I have a picture. And then, uh, <laughs> then he went, oh, hey, man, I'm going to get more of them in you, man. And I, I just was like, I went, pardon? Well, you ain't gonna get more of them, man. And I, yeah, maybe if you don't get served soon, I certainly will. <laughs> and then obviously it waited on a bit longer. And then he screamed again. He went, oh, "I bet you can make a routine out of this, man. About how long we wait." Oh my god! <laughs> it was, but like it was so. I think the Geordie accent is the loudest accent done in the right way. Yeah. I don't think there's a louder accent than yeah. the Geordie, is there? No. It was mental. And I just stood there just That like, is incredible. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck, fuck this. Do you want to a couple of other things that happened to me over the Christmas uh, New Year break? Yes. Got a prank phone call? No. What is yeah. it? 1997? Uh, well, it I was wish. weird. It was a pre-programmed one. I don't know if you've heard these before. What? But it was rubbish. It didn't even work. It was one someone paid for. So what you do is you ring a number and then you put someone else's number in and you listen to the phone call where... Because you can't be bothered to do your own prank phone yeah, call? Yeah, so you basically get a pre-recorded one that you listen to the reaction of someone on and then you can film it. And so I thought, you know, so my number, I've had the same number years, so loads of people have got it. Yeah. I get a lot of like in the middle of the night, someone will ring me and they're just drunk because they've got the number of someone kind of thing. Yeah. I used to give my number out all the time doing gigs in the early days. Yeah. Anyway, it rings. He went, hello there. There's a note on my car that said that you've reversed into my car. <laughs> this and, is a pre-recorded uh, message. Yeah. And that uh, you've reversed into my car and you've given this number. So yes, I've got a very expensive car and my insurance company will need all your details. And I went, oh, hello. I went, all right, no worries. Um, I went, uh, I've not been out today in my car, so it's not me. I haven't hit any cars. Well, your number's on here. And I went, well, okay. I went, the number must be wrong. Wait, you're, 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 so you're denying that you've, you've hit my car? Can I just ask a question? Yeah. So are these recorded things, how does it know what you're saying? Well, it doesn't. It leaves a bit of a beat. It sort of guesses what oh, you would I say, see. where you would normally go, well, I haven't, I haven't hit a car today. Yeah, it, what it's, so it's yeah. time for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you're lying to me because I've got a very expensive car. I went, mate, if I'd hit your car... <laughs> Right, and I didn't want to pay for it. I wouldn't leave my number. I just wouldn't leave a note. And if I didn't leave a number, I'd leave a different number. So I, I haven't done it. And he started going, "No, oh, well, I've got a very expensive car." I went, "All right." I went, well, "What car?" Did you believe it at this point? No, I went. I was like, he sounded a bit odd. I went, "What registration numbers on the on the note?" And then basically, the timing went off. So he was talking when I was oh. talking, and then I was waiting in the gap. That was, uh, and it sort of went, oh, you've just been pranked by prank. Uh, not? And I was no. like, what a waste of money. I get it. <laughs> it's such a shit one. Cause I, I know I haven't. What, what you need to say is go like, oh, I've been given your number. I've hit your car. Or yeah. I was like, well. Yeah, I've written off your car would be a f more fun. I was like, it's Boxing Day. I've not left the house in two days. And who's ringing me on Boxing Day about a prank, you know? Maybe someone has watched, someone's watched Wallop. It's come out that day on Sky, Rob. Oh, yeah. He loves a prank, this guy. And they're like, do you know what? This guy likes a laugh. <laughs> I'll send him a prank call. He'll enjoy this. This is quite funny as well. I got an email. You know, I talked about Lou shaving my back hair. Yeah. I've been invited by a company to do a collaboration on laser hair removal. <laughs> So for free hair removal, I've got to do one of them like Instagram things where it's like update and it's just me and my body and I show it being bald. <laughs> oh, I really want you to do I'm it. I'm not doing Please that. Please do it. Do you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather just pay for it and do it in private. 
Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Me bent over my ass in the air going, look, you can really see the difference. <laughs> my bald <laughs> bumhole. Josh, I wondered if you wanted to do this because that's sort of all that sort of mm. happened on holiday in my, no, that's all right. my new stable, living Danishly. That's the perfect amount of events. I want to talk to you about this, maybe for the new year. Some parenting predictions. Oh, that's good. I probably should have mentioned this before the record because we're on the spot now. But any things yep. you think you might end up doing or things that might happen okay. in your life as a parent. So we'll put them in a kind of time capsule. And then we can go back to them. Why don't you ask me three questions okay. and then we'll play them back this time next year. That's good. Okay. What do you think is going to be your biggest challenge with your youngest in the next year? As he becomes more oh, mobile. I, I think... Oh, no, I've got a good one. Have you got to do your uh, potty training? What, is that this year? I don't remember any of the things. <laughs> Neither do I. Maybe this is a bad idea. I think I know what my biggest challenge is going to be. What? I think a second visit from the dummy fairy. It was horrific with my daughter. Right, for the... Yeah. I, yeah, so that's going to be tough for you, you think? That's something I'm slightly dreading. Okay. It's the second visit from the dummy fairy. Rob? Go on. Are you doing the questions for me and then I'll do the questions for you? It was more like what I think is going to happen to my kid. I don't know if... I'll, I'll try and think of some questions, but... Oh, right, yeah. My predictions for me... Okay. ...were that I think I'm concerned that the competitiveness between my two daughters is going to become oh. difficult as they're both learning to read and write. Yeah. Well, the eldest can sort of do that now, but like... And also sport is going to become more competitive they're already like started trying to do a bit of tennis and then one was crying because it, one could hit it back and the other i think uh, what has been a they play really well together yeah i think i'm worried now that and i and i'm been a bit smug about that and it, and it has been great it's not like i'm not making it up i'm worried that they're going to get to that age when they're like five and seven where they may start to clash a bit over sport and stuff yeah because your daughters are best friends basically aren't they and i hate to go back to that best friends <laughs> yeah, thing they will happily sit and play like, they're super close yes whereas Obviously, my daughter's, like, not friends with my son. No. She likes him, but there's no kind of... They're not playing together. You know, they're not going to hang out. They might do when he's a bit older, but also there's other people I've seen with kids the same age gap as my kids, and they still don't really play or get on. We've been very lucky. so I'd... Yeah, so it could go either way. Yeah, so I'm thinking this year, I think when the sport becomes into it and they get a bit competitive with each other, that could be problematic. Okay. And the second issue I think I'm going to have to deal with is a mobile phone for my daughter... No. She's really ramping up wanting it. She's only seven, oh. but like our friend's kid got a little iPod touch thing, which is everything but a phone. Yeah. When she was like eight for her eighth birthday. And I think that's something that's going to ramp up the want for the phone. That's a good one. And I think someone in our school group might break. Oh. And then when that happens. Has it come up on the WhatsApp group? No, it hasn't yet. I think they think it'll be me that breaks first. Yeah. I'd say I'm the, on that school group. I'm the one that will... <laughs> I'm their worry. Oh, that's that's good to be the worry, I suppose. The biggest worry in the parent group is not my concern because it's me. Here's a prediction I'm worried about. My daughter starts after school karate next Thursday. Okay. And I think she's going to get bored of it within a week. No reflection on the karate, yep. but more reflection on... You know when your child is going because her friends do something? Yeah, yeah. And you're like... That's not your bag kind of thing. Is this going to be her bag? I hope I'm wrong, but I reckon I'm going to be dealing with her not wanting to go to karate three weeks in. 
And I really want her to do karate because I think it's a fun thing to do. And I'm excited she wants to go. Why don't you do it then? You go. <laughs> I'd love to. That's what I think about kids' clubs is no adults do clubs. They're always like, oh, I've booked you karate. Well, imagine if someone booked you karate. Imagine how stressed you'd be. Imagine if you've got to go to a karate <laughs> class with strangers this afternoon, Josh. Yeah, I'd hate it. I'd absolutely hate it. <laughs> I've not learned to kick before, have you? Well, my daughter's going taekwondo and I'm worried because she said to me on holiday, I can't wait to start taekwondo because when you do something I don't like, I can kick you in the face. <laughs> um, so my predictions are dummy and karate. And my other worry is my daughter is in a, at school, she's in a, a close three friendship. Yeah. And it's been really solid so far in the first term. But I worry that three is a very... It's a spicy number, isn't it? It can really kick off and one can get thrown out. And I another. think you're quite, you're way more aware and involved in your daughter's friendship groups than I am with mine. Than she is. Well, yeah, I think you just need to stop thinking about it. I know. And they'll argue, they'll break up, they'll be friends, they won't be friends. They'll be like, it just really doesn't matter. Rob, it's all I think about. I know, you do. You like, It's something you really, uh, did you not have many close friends at school? Rob, I was the most popular kid in school. Come on. No, well, I went to a small school, yeah. so I think that's why maybe... That is quite important there, because there's not many options. Well, maybe that's why I like to entertain people at our house as well. I like busyness, I like friendship. You know, that's the things I crave. Do you think we should get a psychologist on one day or that could break us? Yeah, that's... Yeah. They put our behaviour under the microscope. Yeah. Like, they'll start telling me that I keep booking holidays because I'm running from something, and then I start crying, <laughs> and then we have to have a three-month <laughs> break while I readdress everything. <laughs> and I come back divorced, dressed in a robe. And I found, I found the true me. And he's fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford any holidays anymore because he found the true you and you're not getting any work. <laughs> I found the true me and he's not funny. Shit. <laughs> right, oh, small business shout outs. I've got a good one yeah. that they've not even asked for, but I'm going to give it to him. Go on. So yeah, basically it was a company called Options Holidays. Here at Options Supported Holidays, we've been running supported holidays for adults with learning disabilities for over 30 years. We have holidays to suit all needs. So basically they take these groups of adults with learning disabilities on holiday. So they've been in Tenerife for two weeks over Christmas. They were saying that some of them might have spent Christmas on their own. And the support workers on the That's plane were right. amazing. They had a group of 16 and they were on it properly with them. They all looked happy and really well looked after. And it was just really nice to see like lovely people looking after yeah. people and, and I didn't even know that was a thing yeah that, that's you know, brilliant they run these things and the women on the on the trip were brilliant and so patient what was the name of that again it's Options Holidays great so they go all around the UK and I think Europe as well for people with learning disabilities so yeah if, if you have learning disabilities or you know someone that does that might want a holiday it seemed like a really well run well ordered machine and they were lovely the people on that flight but yeah Options Holidays Options Holidays have a look well Rob you yeah. say there's no after school clubs for parents hi Rob and Josh We've just begun our own small business running pop-up pottery workshops around Bristol Ooh. for parents who need a bit of a break from kiddies and some creative outlet. We do hand-building pottery workshops in various pubs. Ooh. Free pint included at some places and plant shops, etc. More info on our Insta at pottymouth, good name, dot workshop. And tickets sold on www.yuup.com. That must be .com or .co.uk. Go on the Instagram at pottymouth.workshop. <laughs> Perfect. Meredith and Naomi. There we go. It's been a pleasure to be back. First yes, week Josh. back. We'll have a guest next week, won't we? Yes, mate. I'll see you on Tuesday. See you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.